Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to NL Fantasy Analysis. We're going to be going through a big one here. Actually, a lot to think about with the trades this week. Both teams obviously having trades remaining is very helpful. Both teams have used two. And... I actually changed my mind with what I decided to do with my team, just for the fact that I've got a lot of guys that are out. I've had five guys that were out this week. Um, yeah, five out, and then I've got CHN really like struggling off the bench. Obviously, Connor Watson hasn't been doing that well. So really, seven guys plus three cash outs. So if you if you count that, there's 10 players out of your, what, 25-man 20, squad, so 21-man squad. Um, they're not that exciting at the moment. So obviously, you had to make two trades, and cover came into play this one. So making sure that I had enough for the remaining four rounds. Obviously this week I, I just have 17, as you can tell here. You know, I've decided to keep Crichton, Tamalolo, and Fogs. And to be able to do this, I think the, the goal was, you know, going into it was like, all right, just get the best the best scoring you know potential for your squad. And that was going to be removing Lolo and also um, Mane, and that was going to be to bring in Joey Lussick, who I think is going to score really well, at least a 50 average over this past four rounds. And the second one was DCE, just because I've been lacking in the half department. But looking you know, looking further into it, that then meant that my edge and mid cover would have been you know, covered between CHN and Watson. I would have been just struggling to get... You know, a good seven. Not that I have a good seventeen on the park now, but like a decent seventeen on the park. And so I had a little think about it. and went, oh, maybe I can do something a bit different. And what I decided to do was actually move on Joseph Suwali. So I used the cash to, you know, from downgrading Mane to Lusik, and I had four hundred k in the bank, and that allowed me to go uh, Suwali, who was two ninety one, up to actually picking uh, Josh Jackson, who was the best available sc- uh, scorer at that price point of six ninety five. I had in the bank for that one. Reasoning for that is I had three cash outs, right? So that 
now it brings me down to you know Taff and and Verils as my cash out. Who Verils I'm I'm playing, and thank God that he's actually you know, going around and and scoring you know, half decently. But with that, it allows me to keep Lolo, who could be out for a couple of weeks, could be out for three, two to three. So we're at least going to get him for one or two rounds, right? Awesome. Yeah. If there's more injuries than suspensions, I'm going to need that definitely. And and Crichton as well. He's going to be back for the last round. So let's just say the Fogs is out for the rest of the year. If that's the case, then then he's going to be my last trade next week, okay? And I can use that 695 to pick up someone a 701k or less. And there's a bunch of good guys, you know, even if I wanted to go a Bradley or a Curran or you know, whoever around that price. There's obviously a, a few of the really, you know, the better guys in Murray and stuff are a bit over 700, but it is what it is. So that's one way I can go, yeah, for next week. And then maybe Lolo's back and I, I can play him over a CHN or... Uh, something like that. There's also a chance that CHN could come back in the starting side. Probably unlikely, for sure, but that's that. And, and yeah, really just, instead of removing a guy that he's going to come back and play, I thought that would be the smarter idea. And I can actually upgrade um, yeah, Suwali there to Jackson, who's probably going to score, let's say, 10 points a game less than what DCE would. But I think over the four weeks, I'm going to get a net positive out of him because I think there definitely will be another suspension or another season ending injury you know, obviously it only has to be like a three or four week injury to do that but I, I'm expecting that for sure and that one trade's at least going to help me cover that or at least get me a better player for my 17 if I go Fogs to a 700k player and and then be able to, to survive through those injuries in the last three games and not hobble to the finish because I feel like if I went all in this week there's a good chance if I get an injury or two that I really hobble and only have 16 players. So this will, this one allows me to have 17 this week and, and hopefully can, you know, if I do lose one next week, I can make one more trade to get to 17 for next week and then hopefully have a Lolo back and then a Crichton back to finish. So that's the goal with the team. It's obviously not looking too great to finish. You know, CHN being a 750k player and absolutely dominating for a bit, then moving back to where he's at now hasn't been ideal. And same with Watson, just not scoring as well. Obviously, we can expect them to score a little bit better or maybe get a few more minutes. But yeah, I suppose we couldn't really yeah, see what was going to happen. But the rest of the team has been doing really well. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we can we can leapfrog a few of those teams that are playing with 16 or you know, 15 there uh, over the next couple of weeks who don't have any trades left. So that's the theory with my team. But our people squad is absolutely killing it. It looks so good. Yeah, had five trades at the beginning of this. Used two this week. And sitting with 30k remaining, ranked 545 in a really, really strong position. And I just went really simple this week. I decided to, well, I'd, I'd pose the question as, as of a couple of trades, just because a few less people in the People Squad um, group chat at the moment, you know, going through some of the options. But I suggested Lolo and Reed Mane and, and gone straight to Damien Cook because we've got enough money. I don't think we need to go for a Lustig, for example, enough money, enough trades to so just cover week to week. If a 700k player goes down, just straight swap, for example. Uh, in this case, you know, money to cook. We're going to get a good score out of him somewhere in the 50 plus, you'd imagine, uh, in, in this week. And then also went low, low to Ponga. I just feel like with their with their runs for the you know for the last month, they're going to be wanting to play as well as possible. And I think Ponga is going to be a big part of that. So I, I don't see him averaging anything less than about 50 over the last four rounds. But he also has a very high chance of going you know 60 plus in and getting a 70 or 80 or 100. You know, last year had a bunch of games over the 100 mark and. And that allowed that propelled him to a sixty-plus average, and, and and why you know he was over eight hundred k at the start of the year. So, I think with a bunch of games under his belt, I think there's a good chance that he can come out and and have a really good bunch of games. So that leaves us with Crichton on the emergencies to play that last game. I think for a team with a lot of trades left, I think that that was the best idea to keep him because he's going to be definitely playing for us in that last game, and we're just going to trade heavy 
over the next few weeks. Any injuries, we're just going to get straight to another gun um, and really finish the, the year strong. And I think three trades for the last three, three rounds is completely fair. We'll probably try and use two next week, depending on what that is. Maybe that's a, an attempt to try and get Cleary. Like we'd probably have to see a Payne Haas or, or someone like that go down to be able to do that, to be able to like downgrade to a, to a 228 and upgrade on the other end. But yeah, we, at least we'll have that option. And at worst, we can go on Munster. We can, you know, there's not a lot of other guys to pick, you know, Munster or Jackson, someone like that, um, you know, rather than playing a Gamble or who else would you not play? Maybe a Reese Walsh or something like that, if we can, um, you know, these are real luxury efforts and that, that would be that would be ideal for sure. But if you're having a look down the team, team's looking amazing there. You know, when you've got Raymond and Avrilo, I suppose if there's another injury, we can just straight swap for an, a centre, which is the only place we don't have cover for at the moment. But that bench is looking incredible. Obviously, I could put DCE in there for Gamble. I know you guys, anyone is saying that, but um, just, play, you know, just play, taking it as we go and making sure that the Storm guys and the Raiders guys are playing you know, in my starting team first and, and, and playing it by that. But yeah, Moses, DCE, Dewey, and, and Pongo on the interchange to go with this delightful starting side, obviously Schuster was on the edge who, uh, who could be in the interchange, but again, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're sitting really pretty, and I just asked in the, in the People Squad uh, group chat as to who we should captain, but I think a few options there are a DCE, Payne Haas. I'd also be looking at Tedesco and Trebojevic. They're the four. Um, we'll see what everyone says. For this week, I think Teddy against the against the Broncos could be a really good shout. Um, Tommy, yeah, he's been amazing. He's averaging 77, and you've got DCE who could be great as well with, with Haas against... Um, who they up against so again? Sierra Roosters. So I think he could um he'd go really big as well. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. I don't think who we're gonna select. It's gonna be a bit of a luck of the luck of the draw on that one. So there you go, guys. That's the uh two lots of trades for the week. We'll jump into the preview now. Just a quick short and sharp one. Storm are paying a dollar oh five for this one, which is crazy, because Raiders actually been obviously the last few weeks haven't been as good, but they've been um yeah, had had a really good month or so uh going forward. But yeah, the Storm I think will win this pretty comfortably. With the state of origin. Of the Blues, um, they've you know been obviously winning everything very comfortably. In terms of this, I'm expecting sort of like a nothing crazy, like a 36 to 10 kind of scoreline, and I'd be picking like an Olam try score or something like that. I reckon uh, on that left side, there's going to be a few tries this week. I think Simonson's going to be going to fullback with Rapana, you know, moving back to the wing. But other than that, yeah, don't not too much to say on this one. It's one of those games very hard to to bet into into one of these games if you're thinking about that you know it's probably like a first to 30 um, and pick one or two try scores if you want to go a bit funky you can go like a Harry Grant or a, you know a Kenny Bromwich like last week a Brandon Smith had scored in a while so he could be an interesting one but I always like picking the halves Munster or Hughes or you know back through the middle is always a good one but we'll move along two Dragons and the Panthers and I'm expecting a pretty decent Panthers win this time I'm, I'm actually tipping them to win by more than 20 this week so if you're looking at that as a possible play, uh, we, we should see Burton move back to the centres unless Cleary just comes on, in on the bench. So there's a chance that he just moves in. But yeah, I feel like if he's going to play off the bench, they may as well uh, just give him another rest. Like, yeah, one more week off and then play the last three games into the finals. I think he'll be, you know, it's enough for him to get back into the swing of things. He was obviously feeling really confident and doing really well. So that would be my thoughts on it. So I think if he goes into the starting side, they're going to win this comfortably, you know, 20 plus. Would be the would be my thoughts there. I'm expecting a decent game from Debellin through the middle, doing a lot of work. Um, Lomax will go go well as as hopefully uh, Bird will also. That's that one. Broncos and the Roosters. Yeah, I think um, should be a solid win for the Roosters. I think they're they're going to be yeah they they've been playing really really well, and I think you know going, leading into the finals, they're going to want to keep that momentum going. They're they're going to be a team that that's going to need the momentum this year. 
you know, in previous years, you know, they they knew they had a full, you know, more close to a full squad. Didn't really need that to be happening at the end of the season for them to really click into gear. Whereas now, I think, you know, with everyone just a bit tired and struggling, if they if they start to lose a few games before the finals, it could it could you know really get to them. So I see them continuing to roll on uh, in this next period. And, and Broncos have been playing all right. They get Albert Kelly back, who who was playing really well for him. You know, Jordan Ricky's been really good on the edge along with, obviously, Payne Haas through the middle. So, you know, Danny Levi in the nine jersey doesn't help them too much. Um, and they lose, obviously, Katoni, um, Katoni Staggs as well. So he was obviously a strike weapon for them and good in defence. So, yeah, I'm expecting, like, a 14-point win to the Roosters, like a 30-16 to 16 if you're playing along at home. All right, Rabbitohs and Titans again. I feel like Rabbitohs is just a team that loves to just roll on, and this is their time of the year to see, to keep to keep moving on into the finals. The Titans played really well last week, but it was against the Cowboys, remember that. So Rabbitohs by 20, I'd be guessing in this one. Could be a higher scoring one, like a 40 to 20. I'm expecting a few points from from the Titans side. Uh, a little bit similar to some of their games in the past where they've you know, attacked really well for a bit and then just you know let, let plenty of tries in. And, and that left side, I think, is going to be running right. I'm expecting a Walker try this week and a Colin Matangi one as well. Cam Murray can't do it again, had he? That'll be four weeks in a row, I think, it would be where he's at. Cowboys and the Tigers, this will be a terrific game on a 5, 5.30 on a Saturday Arvo. That's for sure. I'll be uh, having my jersey on. Really excited. <laughs> Not. Um, Tigers, all right. I think they're going to win. I think their team's looking okay enough. They're playing a little bit better than they were. Cowboys are just in the dumps at the moment. Just obviously that one real big push against the Storm, and then since then they haven't been very good. Around that, they haven't been very good at all, so... It'd have to take a big game from Holmes um, and Drinky, I think, to, to get them over the line. But no Tamil Lolo either. Although, Lolo, I think, has won two games this year. Whereas the rest of the... Yeah, when, when he's not there, they actually do pretty well. So that's that. But the Tigers side, I'm expecting another big game from Dewey and Brooks. I, I expect both of them to do well. Along with Sean Ball, I'm expecting close to 50 points um, with Uita Kamanu. Really stepping up at the moment, doing well. Lolo has a chance of a try as well. I wouldn't be... Uh, Ruling that out, depending who defends on his side, if it will be Lukey or Comden, not exactly sure. But yeah, one of those, uh, one of those eleven or twelve for the Tigers should get a, a meaty. All right, Eagles and the Eels. So this one here is a really interesting game, and I hope that Eels pull out a, a decent, you know, have a decent crack this one, and I think they really need it. So very important game for the Eels. For the for the Eagles, they're looking to cement their spot in the top four. So you know, e- every game is equally as important for them because we know how it, you know in, you know how important that that top four is to any side looking to to potentially win the grand final or to get to the grand final anyway. That week off in the middle there is is very 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 important. So what do we see? I expect actually expect a fairly low scoring affair. Like I'm thinking forty points in total, which will be about ten under what the line will show. So that one would be like a twenty. Can we expect like a twenty-eight twelve to the Eagles? I just don't see the Eagles, you know, pulling it out at the moment. You know, that might be a trial to to Trevojevic and, and a couple of the outside backs, and, and I'm expecting a, a bit of a masterclass from DCE. So if you're looking at captaining him, I think that's a really solid idea, and maybe a trial to one of the uh, one of the the back rowers also. In terms of the Eagles, they just need to get through their sets and and get some confidence back, you know, and hold the ball, kick to the corners as as we always have to do, but. Now, hopefully a big game from Moses will, will help them you know, propel into a decent into some decent shape. But Isaiah Papali through the middle, I don't think is much of an issue. A few people have been mentioning that. He's someone that's been playing, uh, I'll say limited minutes, but he's losing some minutes on the edge anyway. You know, playing 60-odd. So he might play a 50-odd minute game, um, but obviously a lot more work. Uh, he'd done really well at the start of the season. So I wouldn't be looking at captaining him this week, but I think you're going to be fine in terms of scoring. So that's that with that game. And the last two of the rounds, so Warriors and Dogs, 
I'm actually seeing I'm seeing a Warriors win here. We they do um, get to see you know Ryan James and also Corey Horsburgh come in for the for the Dogs. Um, we still seen there with Joe Simpson who's been struggling um, on the bench there. But the Warriors just seem to just seem to find a way to win, and, and I think you know with CHT back, you got Reese Walsh at the back, and then and they are missing Lodge, but Fenua Blake, you know, Karen Aiken, Siren, and all doing really really good jobs, um, you know, for, for the Warriors. Then I, I just expect them to to win this one again, a fairly lower scoring affair, similar to what last week was at like eighteen sixteen kind of number for for the Warriors in this one. If you're if you're needing a tip for that one. And Sharks and the Knights. I'm expecting a pretty decent win from the Knights. Sharks were really bad last week. I don't know if, if they can play a little bit better than that. They might be in with a shot, but they are going to have to lift to, to get anywhere close to what the Knights are going to be. In this one, we you know another couple of games together with Pierce and Ponga. They do um they do still have Bradman Best, which is great. And you know that left side is going to be really strong. And again, I'm expecting a big game from Ponga and Pierce together. And you know led by. Led by their forwards in, in the Saifidi brothers, um, you know they get Jaden Bradley back. I think just you know it's very much their entire team that they would have liked to have started the year with. You know Frizz is there. They got Watson in the thirteen. Hopefully, um, I just think that they'll win by about sixteen this week. Looking at like a thirty to fourteen uh, runaway win for the Knights. Um, yeah, so if you're looking at taking any of those tips, good luck and let me know in the comments if you decide to go for a little. Uh, you know, if you if you decide if you got if you went well in your tips or you do a little uh, multi across the year across the week, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the last video for the week before the round starts. I hope you enjoyed that, um, and please you know, tune in for the rest of the uh, videos. They're going to come at the back end of the weekend where we review all those teams. Hopefully, you got a few trades left. Use them wisely, and uh, and good luck for the week, guys. I'll catch you later. See ya. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.